38 degrees in Forest, same in Lynchburg, Roanoke, 36 degrees, 36 degrees in Danville. On the phone right now, we love it when we get to have this guy on with us, Dr. Bob Denton. Happy New Year, Dr. Bob. Oh, Happy New Year indeed. Um, uh, Let's try to stay optimistic and hopeful for 2024. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Well, you know, we've got this Virginia legislative process beginning today at noon, and there is a lot on the table. We just addressed a couple of the things, prescription drugs and the skills game, uh, which seemed to be one of the two things, or at least two of the things that, that sort of rose to the top. But these aren't necessarily the big ticket items, are they? Well, I tell you, I mean, from a 30,000-foot view, I think this is going to be a really a, a, a chaotic and partisan and ideological session for several reasons. I mean, first of all, look at the turnover. A third of the House, 40% of the Senate. you got a group of new people who don't have relationships, who haven't been the legislative process. It's a generational change. These people are more partisan, ideological, younger. There's more women, people of color. Of course, the Democrats control both houses. They're not motivated to, quote, compromise per se. The new folks are going to try to do good in terms of their campaign promises. And so also all of that within, hey, the the forecast, revenue forecasts are tentative and projected to be less than the last two years. So I think it's going to be um, a very ideological, partisan, difficult session. Um, You're going to see all types of legislation having to do with abortions and guns and taxes and and cannabis. I mean, you could already go on the legislative site and see how technical some of these bills are going to be introduced. The question is how many will get to the floor. And, of course, the governor has his veto pen, but he certainly was hoping for his legacy budget. So there's a lot at stake, and I think it's going to be a rather chaotic session. Sounds like the uh, sounds like national politics in in many ways. Uh, so the the cannabis stuff is this a tweak on what Governor Northam did on the way out the door to try to get it more um, you know readily available? Take some of those things and dial them back a little bit. What, what do you know? What what area they want to move in the cannabis area? Not that I'm interested. Well. <laughs> Well, the, the, the problem with what happened under Northrum is says, okay, we can have it make it legal for personal use with certain very broad parameters. But it didn't really address the retail. Mm-hmm. Um, how much can you have? Is there such a thing as uh, safety in terms of driving and those kinds of things? It was just not regulated. Right. It was permissible. But what are the rules of regulation? And quite frankly, the Yonkin administration last term really didn't want to delve too much into that. But it really does need to be addressed. What is the economic and the retail aspects of this? Rather than going in and buying a T-shirt, and then you can get, uh, you know, some some cannabis. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just what is legal, what is not legal. So it's pretty much trying to really address and, and set up the marketplace. And that big decisions. You can see now some bills submitted um, by Democrats and Republicans about, okay, what is it in terms of too much, in terms of uh, under the influence for driving? And those numbers can differ a great deal among the various bills. So there's some consequential things around cannabis. But the main thing is set it up for retail in the marketplace. What's the regulations? 
So the story of Thomas Edison when the battery factory blew up. He told his wife, get your friends, get our relatives. They'll never see a fire like they will see tonight. And when everything was still smoldering, they say Edison took out a piece of paper and started drawing uh, a design for the new building, the new way they would do batteries, so on and so forth. In other words, here was a man that took a loss and said, okay, we're going to build on this. Does Governor Yunkin have that uh, constitution to him to say, okay, I got dealt this hand. I'm going to make it work. Do you, do you think he's learned enough in the first couple of years of his uh, governorship to say, okay, we're moving forward whether I have a Republican House and Senate or not? And what, what's, what do you think's inside him, Dr. Bob? Well, listen, I, I've made it very clear, um, and it's not partisan. It's about the individual, that he's highly smart, uh, extremely smart, very confident, he has his business background. He absolutely is very optimistic and very positive uh, individual. And each and every day, uh, his focus is in terms of Virginia. So I think he, in my perception, is certainly going to try to, quote, compromise, be open. There's some things that, that he will veto. I think he will probably, just because of the nature of the new folks, I think he's going to probably veto more legislation among the top of the uh, recent governors. I think mm -hmm. he's going to have to. Um, I think he certainly will and willing to reach out. And I think, um, but both parties are going to address the core issues, education, transportation, health care, mental health, and all of that. But the devil's in the details. Yeah. And it's difference between Democrats and Republicans. So it's going to be tough for Republicans. It's going to be tough for Yunkin. But I think that there, that he will certainly be focused um, but I think overall, um, it's going to be a difficult uh, session in terms of compromise. And I'm not optimistic they'll be done in time. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but it's going to be um, because there's such a learning curve for so many of the new mm -hmm. folks. Yeah, some of them are going to come out of that session sort of shell-shocked, aren't they? Yes, I think, you, I, I think a lot of the legislation that you'll see is going to be that is submitted is primarily symbolic. Uh, to both the extremes of the left and the right. The critical thing is, are the committees going to be proportional or not in terms of the House? If it's proportional or not, the committees would have eight Democrats, seven Republicans, rather than the majority saying no, it's going to be 12 to 3 or such stuff as that. that has been done by both parties, Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. But if you see, there are going to be things that will go to, into committee. The key is what comes out of committee to the floor. That's going to be um, key. And if it's more proportional, I think there would be less controversy. But we will know later today whether proportionality will be the rule. That's one of the most critical things. And we'll know by 5 o'clock today how these committees are going to be made, especially in terms of the House. And so that's going to be our, our predictive. But there's so much of that legislation is really symbolic. And the key is what will reach the floor. Yeah. And then in terms of the negotiations behind those set of bills as we head towards spring. So would you uh, um, would you agree with this listener who just texted in? He wanted to catch you while you were on. He thinks Governor Yunkin's strengths are his economic development. He w may win some and lose some on other issues, but he thinks he can uh, score pretty big with uh, bringing in new business to the state of Virginia. What are your thoughts there? Well, he certainly <clears throat> can. Um, now, it's interesting from our part of the Commonwealth, 
Do we really want an arena? Do we care about the commanders? I mean, you know, there's kind of interesting kind of notions right. there. But yes, economic development. And I will tell you the second thing, I think, in terms of mental health. And I think the third thing is in terms of education. I think those are the three areas that I think he's had significant impact. Mm-hmm. Whether some people realize it or not, it's not just about funding, but it's also about um, enhancing in terms of um, other alternatives in terms of school choice and what have you. His mental health efforts um, are historic in terms of both the programs and the funding. So I think absolutely economic development. He's very sensitive in terms of Virginia relative to North Carolina, South Carolina, even to the point of look how he's talking about the sales tax and mm-hmm. talking about those kinds of things that is innovative and he's making good arguments. Yeah. I'm not sure this legislative session will allow him that, but I would agree with that uh, individual economic development. I think education and I think mental health um, uh, care is uh, among his three strongest areas thus far. Just a couple more minutes with you. Let's switch gears just to the national because the <laughs> Iowa caucuses are upon us. They say that Ron DeSantis visited all 99 counties. Uh, 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 Swami um, Vivek, Vivek. Um, uh, Ramaswamy has visited some of those places up to three times. They said he made 199 appearances. Trump hasn't done a whole lot, but he's ahead 30-some points, too. Now, he does his town hall with Fox tonight. Uh, I don't know what's going to come of that. But you've got CNN hosting, apparently, Nikki Haley and uh, Rick DeSantis tonight as well. Tell us how you see the caucuses shaking out. Well, it's very interesting. I mean, right now, uh, this is uh, about expectations. Uh, you've got momentum versus mechanics. DeSantis has been there. He hit the counties. He has the mechanics. Who has momentum? Nikki Haley. I'll tell you, it's going to come down to this. Trump, if he gets less than 50%, that's a headline. Mm-hmm. Nikki Haley, does she get 20 to 25%? That's a headline right there. DeSantis, if he comes in more of a distance third, if he doesn't break 15%, he might as well pack his bags yeah. and some would say go. But New Hampshire then. So it's interesting in terms of Iowa about expectations. Then comes New Hampshire. That's a different thing altogether with Trump now, with Haley within single digits. That's going to be very uh, interesting. And so turnout's going to be critical and key. The higher the turnout, better Trump will do. Mm-hmm. They say the weather may not be all that great. But the real key is momentum versus mechanics. Right now it's about momentum. Trump really needs to be over 50%, um, or he's going to have some interesting headlines. Nikki Haley, if she breaks that 20 to 25% going into New Hampshire, then I think you may be seeing a little bit of a game changer, and the media environment, mm-hmm. especially after yesterday, is not all that kind of Trump. Right. I think you're going to see a drip, 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 more of this legal kinds of stuff in the more media portrayal, like they said, well, he could assassinate one and would have immunity. I mean, that's ludicrous, but my golly, that's what you're hearing echoing and echoing. So we're within an interesting three months or so, then comes South Carolina. Yeah. 
and Nikki Haley um, was governor there. How well can she? Let's just say she does moderately well because they say she's put a lot of eggs in the uh, New Hampshire basket. But she's also done okay in Iowa because she's got the money from the. It's not the Koch brothers anymore. It's the Koch organization uh, where they've uh, decided to help fund her campaign. So she does have some money behind her. But how? How well yeah, but, does she, but does like she do? Like Vivek's using that against her. Well, I know. Saying, oh, she's I know. Establishment. But I don't. I think Vivek. And I saw his argument against her saying she's taken the big money and this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other. And she didn't say a word. She just took it. And I think, in my mind, Nikki Haley's thinking, that's just vague because he hates me because of the caste system in India and all that. And, 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 you know, I I don't know. It just seems like there's a real hate there. But how good do you think she can do in South Carolina where she was a popular governor? Well, that is a very big question. You see a bifurcation in, in South Carolina right now. It's still in playable, can be playable. But here's the thing. People in South Carolina, they like Nikki Haley. They like her. Mm-hmm. They prefer Trump. Right. See, there's, a, there's a distinction mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. They really do like her, but they prefer Trump. But I think that there is support that's a little bit more soft. And so there is an opportunity there uh, in terms of South Carolina. But no mistake about it right now, um, Trump would probably uh, win that. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it's it's we we're seeing now we're going to start seeing some more of the tea leaves and now it's about momentum mm-hmm. and trends right mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, the next two to three weeks window that's what's going to be very critical. I, I wonder and and I think I probably know the answer to this already, but do you think the time will ever come that Trump would? would put on his big girl pants and say, you know what, this isn't what's right for the country. I'm going to, you know, support someone else. I'm going to come alongside them and help them. Do you think that's even within the realm of possibility? Well, um, I'm not a betting person, but um, I, no, because he, he, he's the answer mm. in his mind. Mm. He's the answer, of course. Mm. I, I just don't think... And, and, and look, I'm going to put Biden in the same category. Everything you see, <laughs> Biden still says, no, I'm the one. Oh, it yeah. would be better for the nation. Uh, will I be able to complete a second? I mean, all the most obvious things in the world, mm. and he even ignores them. We've got two of them. That is these two <laughs> alternatives Jeez. that 60 to 70 people, percent of the people do not want. Yeah. Right. They don't see it beyond themselves. Well, thank you, as usual, for helping us muddle through some of this craziness out there, which is our election cycle this go-around. Dr. Bob Denton with us. If you missed any of the interview, we'll have it uploaded on our SoundCloud page and Spotify and Google and Apple and iHeart. Dr. Bob, Happy New Year to you once again. We appreciate you so much. It's always fun and kind, and thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. All righty. It's 821 here on The Morning Jam. Jen and I will have some uh, stories for you, some fun things to uh, talk about as well. If you'd like to comment on any of this, text us 434-248-0704 or call 866-916-3776. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
star to stutter. You found the right, right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Oh, is that the Stanley Cup you're talking about? <laughs> well, it must be kissable, huggable, because they're getting like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars for them for the resale. Yeah, and they're fighting over them right. in the in retail. So I saw this thing online. I thought it was really funny, uh, just because these. I don't know what it is with these cups, but but right. different cups hit the. You know, this one is uh, is called the future comes for all cups, even Stanley. Here's a little bit of that. Well, look who finally got downgraded. Welcome to the back of the cup cabinet, bro. Is this like cup hell? It's an inevitable fate for every trendy overpriced cup. Oh, I was supposed to last forever. Oh, Stan the man. She had to fight a lady at Target for me. Wow, that sounds like my neck of the woods. This is, this is a mistake. I, I don't belong here. So you think you're better than us? Yes, I'm double wall insulated. Okay, well, same. With a handle. I have a handle. I think. And I'm shiny. Oh, well, you've never seen what they do to us on Etsy. Well, I certainly know that I am the most expensive cup that she's ever had. What? All right, who's going to tell her? Tell me what? Hey, somebody get the $300 mug. $300? Where do you even find something like that? Not the dishwasher. <laughs> hey, I'm hospital mug. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well. Hospital mug is much more expensive. And I, I will tell you, is much smaller. Yeah, they're getting... I just saw a friend who had open heart surgery and his was half if it it, well was maybe half the size of my original hospital mug my sister of course had surgery and Mm -hmm. i I took care of her over the holiday and typically unfortunately we've spent a lot of time in the hospital you know with my mom and dad and stuff Uh, and you had the big jug yeah really the big jug hold at least a quart because you want to encourage people to stay hydrated the nurses can't be running in every two minutes to get you ice water Right. right sure so you had the and and pam brings me i'm like what is this thing what is this what is this mug it might have had a shot glass maybe maybe held 16 ounces yeah yeah i don't even know yeah maybe closer to 12 in it right oh yeah definitely it, not even that probably 10 by the time you put ice in i it. felt like that's all i was doing was, yeah, was filling, filling up, her, up. With, with her cup because it's tiny now why Brought one of those five gallon things out you know why are they so little i don't know it's a great question now, i mean are they just trying to save money were the others too expensive yeah. or well i gotta tell you when i came home i actually had two of them don't oh, know how I came home with two of them. When I was a kid, mom spent so much time in the mm-hmm. hospital that we had. You had a bunch of them. I don't even know yeah. how many of those we had. Even even after dad died, yeah. we, we got rid of so many of those things. Obviously, I should have kept them. Yeah. This, because if you want like a decent water jug, right. you're going to have to go they're, buy yourself a Stanley. They're made pretty stout, you know. So I, I said to her, I, I opened up my bag when I was emptying it, and I said, look, honey, they gave me two of them. She goes, oh, good. $50,000 each. <laughs> exactly. It's not cheap to have open so, heart surgery. So, Hope we have good insurance. That's all I got to say. Right. And we did. And then you don't even get the decent cup. What well, is, you don't now. About? I did, but I still have my cup. Do you still have your I cup? I still have my centric cup, yeah. Well, I wish I'd had one for mm-hmm. my sister. Yeah. Of course, I mean, let's face it. Some of them are so big, you're like doing water curls. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're, they're pretty big. <laughs> Like, if you had they the strength are. to lift that thing, you probably shouldn't be in the hospital. But. Well, when Ed Lane sets his tin down, it shakes the building. He has a he's, bubba. He's got one of the big ones he carries ones. around with him. He stays very hydrated. Right. He's a hydrated man. Well, he's constantly on the run. 
Well, and he always is preparing for the next marathon. True. Somewhere. That's true. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that going on. Yeah. Hey, we've got your uh, your headlines coming up, your local and your regional headlines. Fortunately, today, it looks like the rain and everything is gone. So that's yeah. that's a good thing. I tell uh, you, it tested Still my, some flooding, though. My uh, drain system got a good test yesterday, and it passed with flying colors. Well, are you talking about like your drain field? Yeah, yeah my or? drain field in the back oh, yeah. that I created took two years to put 300 and it did okay stood the feet, test st- you know 300 feet of pipe and a french drain system all over yeah it uh, stood the test i have to say the uh the gutters on the old covered porch yeah were getting a workout oh i imagine yesterday yeah it was i'm curious as to how much rain we actually received that's a great question somebody said we got about two and a half inches i think we got more than that we haven't checked our rain gauge but it seemed like it would be more have any of you all checked your rain gauges i'm curious yeah. tell us where you're you're from and uh if you have a rain gauge how much rain did you see yesterday because we did have quite a bit of flooding i'm wondering what regna virginia checked in at i don't, I don't know but i'm sure rain. he'll tell us you know dale was out there pouring water in it just to make sure he got up to five inches <laughs> It is 7, oh, 831. Sorry. Gosh, the show's almost over. Just realized that. It's hump day. Thanks for being here. CBS News Brief is next. CBS News Brief. All the rain that's fallen. Type thing going on today. So that's, that's very good news. Uh, weather forecast today is much better. Four people are facing charges after Fairfax County Police said they stole $4,500 worth of designer handbags mm. from a Tyson's Corner Center store and then attempted to flee on I-495. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crew got into an awaiting Chevrolet Suburban in an attempt to flee the area. They uh, launched a search along the I-495 Annandale despite heavy traffic flow, navigated through the express lane to catch up with them. Okay. Uh, they were charged with larceny and released on bond. Clark was charged with larceny and held on bond for an, another jurisdiction. The stolen merchandise was from Bloomingdale's. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we're, we're seeing so much of this. I was reading a, a, a headline. Maybe we can talk about this a, a little bit a little bit later um, about people from uh, Sephora talking about just how badly behaved customers are i mean that it's just it's awful i mean people are are behaving so badly in retail mm-hmm. i mean you're you're getting beat up if you're working retail right um if, if you're a flight attendant you know you're dealing with that i saw a, a billboard yesterday this is one in every three nurses i think are assaulted really there was a, a billboard that says that wow um and I don't know. I don't know where that statistic comes from. I don't know if that's work related. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, just un- unruly, ill-behaved customers, and especially preteens, apparently. So anyway, well, I, talk I, about that I will later. tell you. I I have a I have a story of a of a guy who's a nurse, former wrestling coach. I'll leave it at that. But uh, he. Remember how we learned about the guy that jumped over the counter to get to the judge? Just, just oh this yeah, week? They did the Superman? He thing. had he had to do that once. He had to jump over a nurse's station mm. to get to a fight that had broken out, and I think it was a guy hitting a woman, 
and this guy jumped and you don't want to mess with this guy former wrestling coach you can imagine and uh, i tell you what I well, mean, well we'll talk about these sephora kids is what they're calling them and it's it is like parents you are failing your children yeah let me absolutely because these are not teenagers right these are like 9 10 11 year olds yeah so what do you that do with just, that jerk a knot in their tail that's what you do well, with that uh, why are they at sephora unaccompanied anyway sure is my question absolutely mm. anyway moving 866-916-3776 you're on the morning jam good morning <laughs> this just in temperature in Rigna right now is 100.5 oh no that's my temperature <laughs> not for me <laughs> what's the rain calculations out there in Rigna well in my official old cleaned up Lowe's drywall bucket is two and nine sixteenths of an inch okay okay <laughs> I didn't know you could use a Lowe's, Lowe's bucket. Well, why not? It can't get water. Why not? <laughs> it may not be official. <laughs> it's not like my John Deere rain gauge, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a wide mouth rain counter. What I would, you know. Well, for those fancy John Deere actual <laughs> rain gauges. I mean, rain gauges are old buckets. Yeah. I got you. But, but the most important thing today is, is my buddy Clark's birthday he's 14 a stunning cattle dog yeah yeah happy birthday yeah he sent me a picture are is he getting something yummy today yes we'll we'll, yeah we'll make him his own special cake (gasps) i did dog friendly cake oh how cute and apparently he votes that's nice i didn't know he could vote well they are smart yeah both my dogs vote every year Hmm. have you ever heard that song my my dog's a democrat a country oh, yeah. song that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, because he's because he's always loafing off of you. Right. Got it. Yeah. I don't well, know. I think with dogs are Republicans because because they know the difference between a man and a woman. They don't you know have to be well. confused by that. <laughs> so which does he prefer? Does he like well, boys he or girls? At an early age, so. <laughs> well, a lot of dogs though have preferences. Mm-hmm. They prefer. They they like are are more drawn to to men than they are women or vice right. versa. Mm-hmm. Like Winston, oh, well, he's, he's a chick magnet. Yeah. Well. Oh, well, he's my dog. Uh, even though when he and his two sisters came here in the middle of the night as strays, and my wife saw them under the car and thought they were raccoons. Oh wow! Just puppies. Yeah. So eyeballs. What'd you do with in town? She called me. What'd you do with the other two? If you don't mind me asking. They 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 went to the Bedford uh, Animal Shelter. Okay. Homes. Yeah. We already had four dogs. Oh, geez, yeah. I would have another one of those. I had one of those dogs. Actually, I had two of them, Pepper and Princess. But they've got to have they've got to have work to do, though. Oh yeah, they're super smart. But if but if they do not have a lot to do, they are mischievous. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no, he's never been mischievous. He's, we've got fifteen acres. He can run around all he wants. And that's why. Yeah. That's why he hasn't been mischievous. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Right, he has free reign. Uh, he doesn't go on a leash unless we're somewhere. He doesn't like other people. He's just my dog, and that's typical of Australian cattle dogs. They imprint on one person, mm-hmm. even though my wife insisted it to be hers because of, we had all girl dogs. He said, I, so my wife said, I want a male dog for me. And the other two, his sisters, obviously, were girls. Mm-hmm. So we him. I purposely ignored him for about three months so she could bond with him. 
then I started giving him attention, and it was over. Yeah, uh-huh. interesting. <laughs> oh wow. Well, cool. Yeah, sometimes I don't think you get to make that choice. I think the dogs. Yeah, they choose you. They do. I appreciate the call, Dale. They really do. But that, I mean, they're super smart dogs. Yeah. That we had one that learned how to open doors. Hmm. It learned how to take the lead off. It could take its dew claw and oh, it could yeah. flick the it, the it, lead yeah. until it would get it off. And I then like the, next thing you know, there he's sitting. Yeah. And you're like what are you doing <laughs> very smart yeah. they're very very smart yeah. dogs so we were talking about that statistic a minute ago about nurses yeah yeah one and out, I, one out of three well i wanted to you know to follow up mm-hmm. on that um it says an average of 57 nurses are assaulted every day in the u.s wow that's two nurses attacked every hour mm-hmm. and apparently this this is um at, at work so, in a three-month period, mm-hmm. the from April to June, 5,217 assaults occurred at 483 facilities. Gee, golly, wow. Patients most likely to attack nurses, but could also be attacked by family members, co-workers, visitors, and intruders. Most attackers were men. Mm. Uh, nurses in pediatric burn rehabilitation and surgery units mm-hmm. face the most frequent assaults gee i just didn't i didn't realize I was that. not aware no of course you know there's a lot of emotion yeah true in that in that career not justifying no no I get that at all yeah um but it is a bit different than other jobs for sure uh they also noted that workplace violence rates for hospitals increased 95%, uh, specifically 98% in psychiatric hospitals, though that fluctuates, they say. Okay. Interesting. we got to take care of our nurses. Oh, absolutely. They, I for mean, sure. they're, they're first responders. we got to take care of those who take care of us. Oh, no doubt. And even even now, you know, most nurses are, are women. There are certainly mm-hmm. more male nurses than there used to be, but right. um, still many of them are uh, are women, for sure. Mm. And then the uh, the story that we were talking about with the Sephora kids. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a, a couple of people message about that. Um, customers and employees of chains like Sephora and Ulta are taking to social media to air grievances against an influx of preteen girls raking havoc in stores mm-hmm. it's not the fact that they're little girls in sephora because makeup is subjective it's more about what these girls are reaching for when they're in these stores it's also the way they're treating the workers within it um to see these kind of mean girl antics from 10 year olds in recent weeks videos have been flooded with viral posts from women discussing personal experiences of being bullied by preteen girls mm. ages 9 to 12, dubbed Sephora kids while shopping for beauty products. Current and former employees have shared stories about dealing with these young customers, saying they make a mess of the store, right? displayed rude attitudes when they don't get what they want, and strong-armed parents into spending hundreds of dollars on products. Oh, not just no. Right, right. But sure. you know what? No. Right, right. Mm. You see this aggressive demeanor, this level of disrespect that you've never seen from child to a woman, like they just don't care. 
Sephora kids push other customers out of the way to reach a product first, open and contaminate sealed products without buying them, and have it abruptly interrupted um, when they're helping other customers. Right. See, this is all new to me. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I must be behind the times. They're calling for beauty stores to impose an age restriction, mm-hmm. banning anyone under the age of 18. That seems harsh, but I mean, a nine-year-old needs to have a parent with them. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. They say the same, uh, the issue stems from social media influencers which is the reason girls are flocking to Sephora to seek out the same products. They're following a trend. That's where the the um, fascination is coming from. Wow. I, I'm I, telling you. I've grown to hate the term influencers, yeah. social media influencers. Yeah. Because you know, they're I, not influencing in very good ways. No, not at all. They're, they're taking us down. And it started with TV. You got the Jersey Shore and that kind of stuff. You know, it started with TV. Now they can just get it click, 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 mm-hmm. and let those little endorphins fire off in their brain. One employee said, what you're seeing is parents don't want to discipline their kids, and they don't want you to do it either. Mm. It's a child at the end of the day. They're going to do yeah. as much as they're allowed. Sure. Yeah, I will I will tell you. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I had those issues when I would do events. Mm-hmm. I told you, I, the only time I was ever threatened was when I kept a uh, 13-year-old from leaving with, like, a 23-year-old man. Wow. You know. And, and you uh, were threatened. And I was threatened. How dare you, you know, in, insinuate that, you know, my daughter was doing something inappropriate. Wow. Oh, well, by all means, let's let her end up a face on a milk carton. Yeah. Sure. Right. You know, just they were highly offended that, uh, that I brought her back into the venue mm-hmm. and said— we're going to go find your parents. Mm-hmm. I went in. I went full Mama Jan yeah. on her. The father was very apologetic. The mother was ticked in her black leather chaps and her black leather vest with no shirt on underneath it. It's a picture. And it was like 89 degrees. Really? <laughs> it was Harley night. <laughs> oh, it was Harley night. Yeah. Well. The interesting thing is, usually the women who dressed like that didn't have a Harley. <laughs> right. Sure. So, yeah, we got another combination for, for another day. Take it into the break, uh, dedicating it to that mom. It's 848. Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I'm loving it. I'm not sure you're going to be loving it. Why? Well, you might be. What are they doing to my quarter pounders? Well, uh, Wall Street Journal is reporting that McDonald's announces it's going to be making multiple changes to its burgers 
They were first introduced at the company's West Coast locations in 2023. It's getting right. mixed reactions. I would imagine if they're going to mess with something good. Well, something classic. Uh, they say their main goal is to make them juicier and better burgers uh, in general. Okay. Here's uh, what some of the changes are. Right. More sauce on the Big Macs. I'm kind of okay with that one. Okay. All right. I'm not. Meltier cheese. What does that mean? Oh, boy. That probably means it's not cheese at all. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Fresher lettuce and pickles. All right. I'm good with that one. Yeah, I'm good with that one, too. Uh, six patties will be grilled at a time. What does that mean? I have no idea. The, Are they only doing four right now? I don't know. I, They're I don't not. Know I have so. no I have no point of reference with that I, one. I don't either. Okay. Dang. Uh, brioche buns will be sliced with a thicker bottom. Okay. All right. Are you a fan of the brioche buns? I, I buy them when we're grilling burgers. Right. Uh, Mark does like them. Yeah. He does. I'm okay with them. Yeah. Yeah. He, he likes yeah. A, a brioche bun. Uh, onions will be rehydrated after purchase. What? <laughs> what? Well, it comes looking like a large piece of flat rice. And they're I mean, rehydrate but haven't they it. already done? Yeah, I thought they already did that. None of us ever thought those onions were like fresh. Right. Exactly. Come on, people. Exactly. Uh, sesame seeds will be further spaced out. Now, uh, for an interpretation of that, that means you're not going to have hardly any sesame seeds on your bun. For an interpretation. <laughs> yes. Here's. I'm just. I'm just reading between the lines. Oh no! Here. I, I get you. I get you. You know. So. <laughs> That's that's what that means. Right. It says we can do it quick, fast, safe, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily taste great. Mm-hmm. So we want to incorporate quality into where where we are. Right. The fresher lettuce and pickles, the more sauce on the Big Macs, okay. Whatever. Although I never had issues with that. Mm-hmm. Meltier cheese, I question. Yeah. Yeah, that's liquid cheese. And nobody's falling for your further spaced out sesame seeds, McDonald's. We all know what that means. It means less of them. And then the onion thing just makes no sense at all. Right. Why Why are you even bringing up the fact that you use rehydrated onions? That doesn't seem like a good move. No. To I, me. I, I, I agree. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, hot doggers are needed to drive the Wienermobile. They're taking apps Man, again. They cannot keep. A, they cannot keep. They cannot people. keep a driver. <laughs> How well, often we do the story three times, once more, a quarter. There's more than one. Well, you know, Salty applied one uh, well, year. I heard. Yeah. Um, didn't I, didn't get it. Didn't make the cut. Apparently, they're hiring a dozen hot doggers. Maybe it's seasonal. That's possible. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. A uh, 27-foot-long hot dog. Must be outgoing, like walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> Mustard and onions. Yeah. A uh, full-time job lasts for a year. Right. And the hot doggers visit 40 cities across the country, attend more than 1,200 events. Oh, my god! Base salary is $35,000 plus a weekly allowance of $150. Uh, what, 18 for hot dogs? days of paid time off, full health no, benefits, and hotel expenses are fully paid. Not a bad gig. It's not. And I say do it when you're single. And young. Yeah. Because you can, you know. Title of hot dogger is a rare coveted position. Is it? <laughs> is it? I don't know. 
I spent I spent I twenty twenty four driving a, a giant hot dog. I don't know how that's going to look. So on I here. see from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty four. You drove the wiener mobile. What is explain this wiener tease <laughs> thing that you're giving me? This expertise you have in wienerdom. Tell me what that means. What did you learn while you were out <laughs> representing? Becoming one with the wiener. How does that work? <laughs> All right, maybe don't use that term. That sounded better in my head. <laughs> Than when I said it out loud. Oh, you're such a hot dog. Anyways. I know. What am I going to do? Quit hot dogging it, Rose. <laughs> I know. California Reptile Wrangler Business said its oh. team was uh, was pretty shocked. Right. They were called out to a uh, Auburn, California property. Okay. To an old barn that had collapsed 10 years ago. Right. They started looking under some old sheet metal. Okay. That's the best place to start looking. And discovered some rattlesnakes. Yeah. No. 17. Oh, no. In all. Say it ain't so, please. It's, oh, it's so. Oh. They uh, removed five adult snakes. Oh, no, no. Gosh, I'm moving. Ten babies and two juveniles. What was that What was that thought of the day the other day that you said, like, when move people far are, enough move away, far you can't enough hear away, them you anymore. Can't, can't hear the, the bad vibes, you move out. And I'm moving away from them snakes. Well, you know it's a lot when the... The snake removal team said it was the most rattlesnakes they'd ever seen in a single place. Wow. And most calls result in the capture of no more than five reptiles. I will say I have seen at least that many mm. rattlesnakes at one time. No, I'm just not um, doing it. When when they took the uh when they were planting the tower for one oh two seven. Oh, okay. And they and they used the bulldozer and they knocked the they were knocking out the space to make it flat. Right. And they uncovered a whole oh. a whole den of them. And uh, I quickly went and sat in the truck. Right. And said, okay, I'm done. I guess so. Ta done. And I don't know. Never to I, come back either. I mean, I think they all scattered. I, yep. don't, I don't think they. I didn't know. I knew we had rattlesnakes in, in Tennessee. I didn't know we had that many in Virginia. But apparently up in the mountains. Yeah. You yeah, can I'm, uh, I'm just glad it's the time of year it is right now. Because they're hibernating somewhere. Maybe they snake their way to Florida. I don't know. Yeah. For the winter. They just need to stay. Well, but Florida, my gosh. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. And they're big. They thrive down there. It's right. not the only thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of them, for well, sure. Well, other than my family that's down there, they're thriving. <laughs> I digress. All right. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Make today awesome. We'll have some life hacks for you on Thursday. See you then.